When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the 8 o'clock and final hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071 Everything Entertainment. I'm Jace with Lex, Don, and Kenny. It is June 5th. And it looks like it's going to be a beautiful weekend weather-wise. Thank you, Mother Nature. We don't get a lot of these weekends here in Minnesota. I heard a gentleman who I guess studies this kind of thing. And this statistic will not get out of my head, Lex. But I'm going to say this quickly and then we're going to introduce our guest. A guy that looks at this kind of thing says, we only get 39, quote-unquote, perfect days in Minnesota a year. Oh, really? Right, Lex? And I've thought about that. Uh, ever since I heard that goober say that. We don't need to hear that from him. I don't know who he is, but... Thank you, Don. That's yeah. what I said. Zip, yeah. it, Zip it. Knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's going to be one of those in this weekend, so we'll take it. We'll take it. That's right. right. Uh, let me set the plate here. The set the table with the napkins and stuff. We have some guests coming up right now. Then Elizabeth Reese will be coming up at uh, uh, 8.15-ish. And then uh, Dawn's uh, Friday of Terror will uh, <laughs> will begin. Well, she will uh, give us our uh, uh, forced movie review of Gili. Gili. Yeah, thanks uh, for making me watch that. You're very welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, Dawn, uh, <laughs> kick us off. We have some wonderful guests for this hour. Yeah, we're all looking for positive right now and uh, support the cities as an organization Uh, this is what they're about the cities are burning neighborhoods and small businesses need us to come together to show the full strength of our support our cities cry out for justice we are here to wipe the tears and I have the co-founders of that organization on the phone with us right now we have Nick Stromwall and Ming Jin Tong and they're here to talk about how you can help and, and what they need from us. We'll start with Ming Jin Tong. Uh, good morning, first of all. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So tell us about how you started this organization, Support the Cities, which is bringing so many people together to help. Absolutely. You know, I got a call from a friend who lives right by Lake Street. And on Thursday morning last week, that's eight days ago, she said, you know, we're going to take our boys and go out and clean up some of the glass that was smashed last night right from the windows of the small businesses on Lake Street. And I said, hey, why don't we invite some more people? So we made a Facebook event, and within an hour, there was 1,200 shares. We, we had a lot of people come out, but the next morning, we drove around, and we, again, we saw some mess, but you know what we thought? The damage is no longer localized on Lake Street only. And so when Nick and I were driving around, we were thinking, what can we do? How can we possibly help? Uptown, North, Midway, Lake Street, all over the Twin Cities, there were businesses that were affected by the, by the outcry of the city. And so we gathered together in Nick's office, and we thought we should help. There are lots of people we learned on Thursday that want to do something, 
and there's need all over the city. How can we bring those two together? Wow. There's a lot of ways to help, too. Absolutely. Uh, Nick's on the phone with us, too. Nick, can you talk about uh, how people can help right now? Because I know that you're sort of overwhelmed with volunteers. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah, the the best place to go is supportthecities.com. It's amazing to see the amount of people that want to drive from St. Cloud down to the cities to help um, from, from out of state. Where can we go? What can we do? How can we help? Where can we bring goods? It's, it's just amazing to see the community come together um, amidst the, the tragedy of, of the circumstance. Um, yeah. And do you need donations for certain things right now? As far as like volunteering to clean up, people can actually donate supplies. Uh, uh, what kind of things that do you need right now? I know people can look at the website and see, but just off the top of your head, do you remember? What you know, let me are? highlight one of the greatest needs. In the Star Tribune, it was highlighted that there is hundreds of thousands instead of people living in a food desert. If you go to the Google map of affected businesses and look along Lake Street and other pockets, such as North Minneapolis, there is a long stretch of places that do not have grocery stores. Yeah. We do not want those grocery stores to die, right? Yeah. Um, there, there are banks getting bailouts, but you know what needs to be bailed out here in the Twin Cities? Is our grocery stores. We need to eat. This is a very basic need. I love, I, I, I love the services that my bank gives me. I don't know what else they do, but I do know that when I wake up in the morning, I need eggs. I need milk. My kids need juice. Yeah. We need food. So. I think right now there's a lot of energy, a lot of attention on what is happening in the present, but it's going to take a couple weeks yet for the Lake Street Council. We're working with them, and one business at a time, we're going to learn the needs of those businesses, and we're going to help them get back on their feet. In the meantime, we will be trying to do a capital campaign to raise money. Here's the basic idea. Let's bail out those grocery stores. Let's purchase from them their same inventory and have that available free of cost to those that are living in the food desert. In that way, we can feed the people and we can bail out those grocery stores. Wow. What? Yeah, that's awesome. Well, so I, I'm on your website right now, supportthecities.com. And you guys also have, you know, ways to help volunteer, donate supplies, donate funds. But you're also looking for where there's even more need. So can you speak to maybe people who are listening who are going, wow, I need to rebuild. I, I, how, I'm gathering goods right now. How great would it be to join you guys um, and, and maybe some more cleanup, things like that? They can contact you directly, right? That's right, yeah. At supportthecities.com, we just have a really simple form that people fill out. And this is the beauty of what we're trying to do. We have an abundance of, of people who have supplies, an abundance of people who want to volunteer. And they just don't know what to do. So what yeah. the Support the Cities is, is the link between those. So they fill out the form. We have volunteer project managers, professional project managers that take in that form, create Facebook events, and then deploy people out. So that's the best way um, for people to request help. And you don't have to wait to, to go on the Facebook page. If you see your neighborhood, go go down the door and talk to your local business if, it, if it's affected. If there's a neighbor next door that, that can't get out and needs help, just fill out the form for them. Um, the best way yeah. you can lead is by seeing a need and going to our website and mobilizing support for that need. We're talking to the co-founders of Support the City. Go to Facebook and uh, search for Support the Cities. Gentlemen, this question is for either of you. I, I was thinking uh, earlier this week that it is so wonderful that, 
you know, the news anchors are are live in our city. It's it's great that every newspaper you turn to uh, has this in the headlines. It's great that on social media, everyone is active and engaged. But I was thinking about six months from now when people return to Instagramming about their bagels and and uh, the news moves on to something else, perhaps the election. How do we keep this momentum going? I'm sure it's a challenge. You guys are are full of heart and 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 and, and wisdom. Have you thought about that? Because I think, and personally, that's going to be the challenge: getting this in the forefront six months from now. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, something I heard you say just a moment ago is really sticking with me. Only 39 perfect days in Minnesota. But let me say this. <laughs> yeah. when, justice, yes. when justice is denied, how many perfect days are there really? Yeah. Yes, Until amen. justice is given, there are zero perfect days. Not only in Minnesota, right? You might say there's 300 perfect days, even in Hawaii. But yeah. around the world, there are no perfect days unless right. justice mm. is delivered in a timely manner. And not just justice, but peace. And beyond that, for humanity to love one another as God commanded us, to love your neighbor as yourself. So every time you look out and say, boy, what a perfect day it is, I want you to ask yourself, is it though? Is it perfect for everybody in the great state of Minnesota? And if not, let the great days remind you of the work that needs to be done. Wow. That's so powerful. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Can you tell um, me a little bit about, you sent some pictures uh, through an email about the pulpit that was created for George Floyd's uh, memorial yesterday? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Go ahead, Nick. Or or is that me? (laughs) (laughs) You, you, You take it. It was your friend who did it. You know, on Tuesday last week, or actually this week, excuse me, that was three days ago, I attended the clergy march. When I got to the George Floyd Memorial, at what, what we're calling 38th and Floyd, mm-hmm. uh, I couldn't see anything. I couldn't hear anything. And I thought, you know, every movement needs a voice. You can't build consensus if you can't even communicate. People need to see and hear their leaders. So on Thursday, that was yesterday, we brought our crew and set up a stage. And this amazing company, Andrew Henry Company, uh, I want to shout them out. They brought their sound system And now we can see and we can hear. But I also thought, you know what? Why are we still talking about the same thing? I want to see the pulpit from 1963, Martin Luther King Jr., the I Have a Dream speech. I want to see that pulpit resurrected and brought here. It's it's as if it's been traveling through time to say, have you not heard? Did you not hear what I had to say the first time? Yes. So I called up a good friend, Ben Wallace, and asked him. I, I see his posts all the time of beautiful things he's making. I said, Ben, would you help us to create a replica of the pulpit? And uh, when he showed it to me on, uh, not last night, but two nights, oh, I guess it was last night, no, no, two nights ago, I just thought the world has got to see this. So I contacted uh, Carl Nelson of Transform Minnesota, and he contacted uh, North Central University, and yesterday morning at about 9 a.m., the Reverend Al Sharpton gave his approval for the use of that pulpit. and. We were just wow. so happy to contribute just that little bit. But we want yeah. to remind the world, this is not the first time that we have heard the message that this pulpit is delivering to the world. This time, will we listen? That's the question for us. Wow. Yeah. Big Fantastic. time. Fantastic. Uh, another way to help is to 
be aware of the petitions and different coalitions that have uh, formed. Yesterday, you guys spent the day at 38th in Chicago. And Nick, I have a question for you. <laughs> Can you tell us about the Coalition of Justice, Peace, and Love? Absolutely, yeah. Um, the, the, the needs of our city are great, and there needs to be uh, an organization that is going to pursue not only justice, but justice, peace, and love. So we're, we're interacting with uh, the local leaders at 38th and Floyd, and we thought, who, who could we gather together? What kind of organization um, could we uh, help, help foster to create that could launch, um, launch true change in, in, in this world? So that's, that's what justicepeaceandlove.com is all about. And um, you guys can, can go to the website justicepeaceandlove.com, and uh, there's one action to take, take right now, and that's to, to sign the petition to uh, rename um, Chicago Avenue to George Floyd Avenue, and you know we're 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 just heartbroken over what what is going on, and yet as a community, more than cleaning up glass, more than boarding up windows, I believe that we can really see true justice happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now in our city, there's an outcry for justice, and justice is essential, um, not only just to to, to to, to, to see change, but justice will not bring George Floyd back. Justice in the present will also not stop the systemic cycle of death and bloodshed. So what we want to do is we want to have a place for peace that um, where there is no justice, there is no, where there is no peace, there is no justice. So that's really what, what this is all about. And Ming, maybe you can talk a little bit more about how you see this, this organization uh, helping our community. Yeah. Like Nick was saying, I, I hear the cry for justice. I agree. We need justice. But is that all? Justice leaves men and women in the grave. I want the killing to stop. I want the fear to evaporate. I don't want my black brothers to have to walk around in fear, fear that they will be lynched in 2020. Yeah. Right? We think lynching is a problem of the past, but it's not. It's that, uh, we're seeing that, and uh, we, we don't want to see that. So we want to promote love for one another. So as people, I believe, watch the murder of George Floyd on the internet, I believe that people will begin to wake up. I think God is on the move, helping people to see what is plainly seen in the murder of George Floyd. Who will be there to shepherd those people, to teach them not only about justice and peace, but the love of God and Christ-like leadership going forward? Gentlemen, Amen. thank you so much. Supportthecities.com. Supportthecities.com. Thank you for your time, thank gentlemen. Thank you so much, thank guys. You. Have a great weekend. Thanks for all you do. We'll put up all your links on our website. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Bye. Eight, 818. We have to take a break. We'll be back after this. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Time to get caught up with the lighter side of the news with Elizabeth Reese and the Dirt Alert. Hello, Elizabeth. Hi, you guys. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. So, um, listen, I want to tell you, before I get to some of the other celebrity news, this is pretty unbelievable. George Floyd's GoFundMe campaign has set a record now for the most donations ever. Oh, yes. it's the highest number of individual donations for a GoFundMe page ever. Oh, that so there is are nearly 500,000 donations and counting. That's in- individuals. Oh. So that's so it broke the record for in for individual in- donations. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. for the number of people who have contributed to the campaign. That's fantastic. So the fundraiser has amassed nearly 13 million dollars. Uh the campaign has gone global getting donations from 125 countries. And um, there are all sorts of ways that that money is going to be used, according to George's brother. So funeral and burial expenses and all of that and assisting the family going forward as they seek justice and then also to provide for George's kids and their education. So, oh, that's, that's fantastic. And I have a feeling that's just going yep, um, to continue to rise will. as we continue to have a couple of more memorial services as well. Um, let's talk about Gabrielle Union. She calls NBC a snake pit of racial offenses in a new complaint. Ooh, mm. boy. Wow. Um, she filed a harassment complaint against NBC and Simon Cowell yesterday after claiming that NBC's entertainment chief tried to silence her reports of racism. Now, you know, we've talked about this before. We talked about this months ago that she was really vocal about accusing NBC and producers of America's Got Talent of firing her as a judge on the hit TV show after she made complaints of racism on set. Mm-hmm. So now... Her legal team has drawn in some of the network's biggest stars into the complaint, um, calling the network a snake pit of racial offenses, which, I mean, way to go in the language on the legal documents. Yeah. Um, And they say in these documents that NBC is accused of hiring Julianne Huff as a judge alongside Gabrielle Union, despite her widely publicized scandal for personally appearing in blackface. Remember when she mm-hmm. dressed up as one of the characters from Orange is the New Black for Halloween and wore blackface? It was not great. Yeah. I, Guys. I right. Never, ever, ever. Not ever. race is not a costume. Mm-hmm. No, no. I, I do like that you mentioned that we have heard this before. This isn't just coming out of nowhere. Oh, she gosh, She has repeatedly no. said this. Mm-hmm. She's been saying this for months. Yes. Um, it also, the lawsuit also claimed that uh, NBC failed to stop Simon Cowell from smoking cigarettes inside, even after she complained, meaning that NBC had different rules for white males. Um, and apparently Simon Cowell started smoking outside after Gabrielle Union complained. You can't smoke inside the building. I didn't guys. even know that was still a thing. It's same. That How was, is that still a thing? I thought that stopped yeah. with Johnny Carson. And I, I'm not making a joke. I thought that was the last yeah. TV show where people smoked. I, okay. I know. I there was an old-timey news day when you could smoke at the anchor desk and then like go out for drinks in between. Oh, there was a Mel Gibson on Oprah oh, early in the late uh, 80s. Yeah. I he think was he, smoking? Uh-huh. On Oprah? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Yep. Right in front wow. of her. Yeah. Wow. Well, the point is, is that there's different rules. Yep. Yes, there are. So the documents go on and say For if him. NBC was so concerned about eradicating racism, it would not continue remaining silent when confronted with racist behavior by its on-air talent executives and other employees, but would instead implement swift disciplinary action. So, I mean, these documents are really, they they tell quite a story. And I think what it does is also continue to paint a picture of widespread dysfunction at NBC. Yeah, she also complained about oh, a yeah. joke. She also complained about a joke um, that, Jay, that Leno. Jay Leno made. Yeah. Um, and the fact that she was told, oh, that'll be edited out. Yeah. And she said that was the go-to 
um, go-to response. Oh, we'll edit that out. Yeah. Um, and it's like, well, you you had to review some of these jokes. You had to know they were coming. She this complained isn't... about some statements that Howie Mandel made. Yeah. Um, and she says that when she spoke up, she was cut from the show. Yeah. And Howard, and we should say too, Gabrielle isn't the only one saying uh, this show. I'm not necessarily the network in general, but this particular show is is dysfunctional. Uh, uh, Howard Stern has come out. And uh, Sharon Osbourne has both uh, been very blunt. Now, I will say neither are fans of Simon Cowell. Right. But still, Howard doesn't BS. Howard calls it like he sees it. And he says uh, this stuff is true. So. Leah Michelle is accused like of being absolutely awful to her understudy in ragtime. And the understudy oh, no. said, I used to cry every night. So, it just, I mean, it's just like this avalanche of people sharing their stories of how Leah Michelle has been horrible to work with. Um, there is an actress named Elizabeth Aldritz who oh. said, I was Leah Michelle's understudy in ragtime. Mm. She was awful to me and the ensemble. She demeaned the crew and threatened to have people fired if she was in any way displeased. I used to cry every night from the mean and manipulative things she would do. She was 12. She was terrifying. Oh, Ew. wait, wait, wait. The, the understudy was 12 the or Leah Michelle was, was 12? 12. Oh, okay. no, Leah Michelle was 12. Oh, the understudy my. was 10. Oh, okay. She was oh, wow. that way at 12? Lifetime of this. Okay, well. It's, uh, well, we've heard this from uh, all uh, from her about her before. For sure. From many different sources. It so just I mean, continues. kind of not new, yeah. Kylie yeah. Jenner tops Forbes' highest paid celebrity list days yeah. after it debunked her billionaire status. Unbelievable. $590 million in the Again, year. I want to see her ATO. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Thank wow, you, wow. Elizabeth. Thanks, Best guys. of the Thanks. Nest, Elizabeth's podcast with Marjorie Punnett, available now. We'll take a break. When we come back, Dawn's favorite segment, next. Now, it's time for one of the dumbest answers in game show history. Name part of the telephone. The bottom part. This has been the dumbest answers in game show history. Back to you, Jason. She's not wrong technically. Well, but... Kenny, but I mean, she's not technically wrong, but right. But you know, I, she's not really right though either. She's right. just kind of yeah. One more. Now it's time for one of the dumbest answers in game show history. Name a yellow fruit. Orange. This has been the dumbest answers in game show history. Back to you, Jason. Yep, that happened. The worst answer. No, that that really happened. Name a yellow fruit. Orange. That's right. What color is yellow? Orange. 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 Oh, Oh, yeah, that happened. Can you imagine being on a show like that? Just the pressure. It would be so much fun, but the pressure of it. oh. Oh, yeah. That clock, especially because yeah. that's the, um, uh, that's what do they call the bonus round where that clock is ticking. You have 30 seconds to give the top, you know, the top 10 answers on the board, blah, blah, mm, blah. I hate time challenges. Oh, and, and you've got to yeah. think. Yeah. And it's like, blah, 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 name a yellow fruit. And all you're doing is, you know, every fruit's running through the card catalog of your mind. And you've got to say something or Richard Dawson's going to kiss you, you know? Ew, and it's like, oh, God. Yeah. That's why Hollywood Squares remains the best uh, game show ever. <laughs> ever. Because it's nothing but punchlines. No, like, well, like this one from the great Paul Lind. That's right. When a man falls out of your boat and into the water, you should yell, man overboard. 
Now, what should you yell if a woman falls overboard? Full speed ahead. Yeah, there's the great Paul Lind. <laughs> Shocking, he played for my team. So there yeah, we go, Gus. Huh? Huh, Lex, no wrong never... answers uh, with that game. There yeah. were lots of great uh, middle squares. Paul Lind, we had Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Joan Rivers, yeah. uh, some of the, the known yeah. and the different iterations of Hollywood Squares. Joan was a fantastic middle square uh, in yeah, the late she 80s. She was a great one. Okay, uh, Dawn has been real happy with me right now because I've put this off. Uh, but no more, Dawn. No <laughs> yeah. more. It is time for... I can't believe you're making me do this. Why do we have to talk about that? Do I have to? Forced Movie Reviews. You forced me to do this, 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 this. All right, I had to watch Geely. I did this two <laughs> weeks ago before the world fell apart. So I just now posted this on Instagram out of respect for George Floyd and his yes. family. I haven't been posting anything goofy, but I went ahead and posted this so everybody could hear about my thoughts before I watched <laughs> Geely. Ah, okay. All right, it's time for my first movie review of the week. Uh, this is for the movie Geely which is Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. Uh, I know about this movie. I mean, this is famously one of the worst movies ever made in 2003 by the guy who did Scent of a Woman, so we expect better from him. Uh, the synopsis is Larry Geely, apparently this is Ben Affleck's last day with the movie, uh, is assigned by a crime boss to kidnap the brother of a prominent district attorney. A beautiful woman known only as Ricky, is sent to stay with him to make sure he doesn't mess up the job. And, of course, I'm sure they'll fall in love in the process. Um, it has a 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> That's the critic score. The audience score is 13%. Uh, and not only that, but I have to rent it on Amazon. All right, so I ended Uh-oh. up renting it right, on Amazon for uh, about $4. Um, I'll, I'll Nemo you some money <laughs> no, right it's now. it's okay. It's fine, because I am going to get revenge by giving Alexis a movie that she has to rent. Oh, that's right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Geely, uh, this movie actually has Christopher Walken and Al Pacino in it. If you don't know, uh-huh. it had a lot of obviously yes. scent of a woman, the same director. So people had great expectations for this movie. Um, and uh, Al Pacino is like this scary gangster guy. Christopher Walken is a detective. He has he does the best Christopher Walken in impersonation of himself by just having weird pauses where he shouldn't where you're like what is happening with this he's just so fascinating to watch uh ben affleck uh is very good looking in this movie in 2003 oh, yeah, he was actually, i mean yeah. he kind of has a perfect face i mean please j-lo's body in this movie is pretty outstanding as well her acting eh, but yeah. she gets in some pretty weird yoga pretzel poses that are worth watching Um, So as far as, oh, and also I would like to mention a couple of the other actors uh, we have who I call, um, what is his name? Because I like to just call him Discount Jim Brewer. His name is Lenny Venito. He is the worst actor. He is the worst. He's like a gangster, but he's so unbelievable, so over the top. And he kind of looks it's like so Jim affected. Brewer. It's so affected. Uh, And then we also have Justin Bartha, who played... The groom from The Hangover. Yeah. That guy. Oh. He played Doug. Mm-hmm. So he's in it. Okay. And this is the part that is probably the most offensive to people. 
He plays a mentally challenged kid yep. who, who they kidnap. That's the whole plot is that these gangsters are trying to get back at the district attorney. So they uh, kidnap his mentally challenged brother out of this this uh, facility that he's in. And the whole the whole movie plot revolves around kind of nothing and and watching over this young adult man uh-huh. which he does a pretty good job but it's also like um, um yeah it's a little like offensive however you're going to be shocked by this but i kind of liked it <laughs> you kind of liked the movie or justin bartha i kind of the liked movie. the movie believe it really? or not oh i kind wh- of liked geely <laughs> Oh my goodness! Wow. Um, I I've I, never seen the film, okay. so so it's not as bad as people say. Oh, really? And now Jason is looking at me crazy. I but can't believe this. when you have such low expectations. Okay, there is that. Oh, okay. You're like, oh, okay, okay. Well, I'm kind of entertained by Ben Affleck's kind of. He's pretty funny in it. People keep pronouncing his name. They keep calling him Giggly. And he's like, it's Geely. And he also, he's trying to be this tough, like, gangster guy. So he does a lot of poses in the mirror by himself and, like, talks to himself. He's like, you're the bull and you're going to get, you're going to get her. It's just kind of entertaining because it's so bad. But it's also Ah. not, not as bad as people think. I think this was one of the first movies that people collectively sort of group hated yes and you're so right that became bigger well bigger, ishtar there yeah. are way yeah you're right that, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly but that causes sort of like a group think mentality yes. whenever there are far worse movies out there in the world than this oh uh freddie got fingered is one of them it's thank just, you very much. there's oh. some really bad movies out oh, there's there. kenny yeah. and this okay so the plot wasn't that great it kind of meandered <laughs> but you know, they're falling in love, Ben Affleck and, and uh, J-Lo, except the great thing about this romantic comedy is that <laughs> they don't end up together in the end because, spoiler spoiler alert, she's a lesbian. Yeah. So they can't. Lesbian. Oh, and does she does she have like an awakening um, in the middle? Well, in the that film, is or? another thing that's offensive <laughs> probably to uh, the LGBTQ community about this movie is that he's trying to turn her yeah. from being gay and she does end up sleeping with him in the movie. However, in the end she ends up not she just wants to try it out for a little bit. Oh. So it's I mean it's worth watching if you don't have to pay. <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you four dollars no, as soon as the show's no, over. No, oh, remember I Googled it though and it said it was available on Amazon. So I just uh, Amazon yeah. Prime. I just I thought it was free. So that's why I picked it. But you I it's need fine. to double check that. I am totally joking about no, that. It's four dollars. It's no big deal. Okay. It's it's MC's account, so I pay him. Oh, that's I, fine. <laughs> I'll pay him. I'll give him a dinner or something. Yeah. Yeah. So did I you like this it. film, Jace? No, I did not, Alexis. I, oh, okay, I okay. no, I did not. I had to actually review this. Mm. Um, and I desperately tried like a, a legitimate review, like a legitimate review on Channel Nine. And <laughs> if I if I could be allowed in the Fox Building, which I am not uh, for safety reasons, I was gonna go through my archive and try to find my review of it. Please. But and uh, I well, will eventually. Point, but do. I will be. But I hated it. Okay. it yeah. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Kenny, dear friend, Freddie Got oh. Fingered is a Tom Green movie that that oh, is one really? of the worst movies ever created by the hand of man <laughs> ever. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. I walked out of that one, and so did a little I would boy. Think yeah, anything with Tom Green would yeah, it was be horrible. Awful. It was. Uh, I enjoy. You mentioned Ishtar briefly. I, I enjoy watching that just because it's it's so awful so that it, it actually makes me happy. Yeah. that it's so bad. It is. Uh, it Were you going to give it some stars though, real quick, Don? Oh, I would say. Oh, so out of five stars, yeah, I would give it a two and a half. Wow! All yeah. right. I am floored. It's like me liking the Last Dragon that Lex assigned me. Yeah. Right, because that's great. Yeah. It, well, Lex, let's. Can we use a different G word like good? I'll take good. I, I think it's good. Which, by the way, I still Martini have to get fun, that. Fun classic. Yes, it is, Lex. I still got to get that back to you though. I, I'm looking at it on my uh, on my dresser. Uh, Eight forty three is the time when we come back. Speaking of Alexis, it's time for Dawn to wreak havoc on Alexis's viewing pleasures. Uh-oh. She is going to get a horror movie that she is going to love next. I can't believe you're making me do this. Why do we have to talk about that? Do I have to? Forced Movie Reviews. You forced me to do this, 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 this. Welcome back. It is time for Forced Movie Reviews Part 2. And sequels, as you know, are rarely better than the original. But we'll find <laughs> out because uh, Dawn had to watch Gigli. Yeah. And now her anger is coming so- out sideways toward <laughs> Alexis. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, Alexis, I know uh, we've all had a hard time this last week, you know, trying to work through mentally all of this stuff. And it's just been so heavy. So I wanted to give you something that was sort of fun. And okay. On Hill will also enjoy it as well because it involves toys. Okay. Oh, okay. So oh, no. I can't wait to read you the synopsis. I'm going to play a little bit of the trailer. The synopsis is psychics find themselves plotted against by a former colleague who committed suicide after discovering animated murderous puppets. You will be watching 1989's Puppet Master. And here is the trailer. <laughs> House of Mysteries. This hotel seems to have quite a history, Mrs. Gallagher. Who are you people? A research team with special powers. <gasps> My God. She's experiencing the past. Because we are all joined by our thoughts. <gasps> Has uncovered an ancient secret. I have something I want to show you. <laughs> Metaphysically speaking, I killed myself. <gasps> But they are playing with an evil force. What would you do with the power? You can't save her, Alex. They have given life to a deadly power. We're all in danger. And now a box of little toys. I think someone's in the room, Frank. Has become a gang of little terrors. (laughs) What? It's super corny. It's Alexis's craft room come to life. It's dolls. No. It's puppets that come to life, and they're so cheesy and hilarious. Like it's a really funny, not scary movie. So there you go, Puppet Master <laughs> from nineteen eighty. It sounds like what we've oh. been warning Alexis for years. For and years. years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nightmare yes. come true. And yes. I would like to add that in this trailer, there is a boob. There's a boob. There is a. Real that's, boob that comes out of a shirt. Enough. Kenny, I'll send not it to enough. you. No, that's what? not enough incentive. I, it's I've on got YouTube. Boobs. I'm like, there's I, a boob. I, I just, um, <laughs> I, I told MC, I'm like watching the trailer last night to preview it. It's at the 54 second mark. I go, hey, look, you want to see a boob? And he's like, sure. 
I'm like, not mine. Here's on YouTube a, a, a nude boob. Um, can we just wow. a, can we just acknowledge too <laughs> yeah. that this is a franchise? Oh yeah, there's what? so many um, puppet masters. Alexis, okay, we have Puppet Master. Yeah. We have Puppet Master Two. We have Puppet Master Three: Toulon's Revenge. Puppet Master Four. Puppet Master Five: The Final Chapter. Curse of the Puppet Master. Retro Puppet Master, Puppet Master, The Legacy, Puppet Master versus Demonic Toys, Puppet Master, Access of Evil, Puppet Master 11, Access Rising, Puppet Master, Access Termination, Puppet, uh, yeah, and that was it. What? And then there's the Little Reich. That has something to do with little Nazi puppets. There's that as well. Oh, that's just what we <laughs> oh need. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh my and um, uh, I think fair. in the third puppet master, um, the guy, the actor from The Room, like the real dude who wrote the book about uh, The Room, he's he's in that puppet master. Oh, he goes to France. my goodness. It's, yeah, it's definitely a franchise. And I'm so excited for you to watch it because you will laugh out loud. Oh. Okay, and that's what we need. Yeah, so, that's what uh, we need but, right now. but it might be, you know, might trigger something. But you know, well, we'll see. <laughs> it might activate your. D- uh, you know, we, <laughs> right. haven't, we haven't asked in a while yeah. w- with Zen, and you guys, you know, move this, move that. Where, yeah. where are your little critters? Yeah, they're in my craft room. Oh, they still are. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, they yeah. Okay. They just all moved over there. They yeah. did, and it's yeah, the yeah. Rem- Helen Rembrandt, uh, Rembrandt number five, right? Renwall, yeah. Renwall. Actually, number five is the yeah. <laughs> number five is the infant. Number eight is the toddler. Oh, that the toddler's number the one nine is like the bigger one. Okay, and the one yeah. that you have the predominant. That's the number. Five and five, eight. Five and eight, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah the top. Yeah, eight's usually what I talk about, yeah. Which one? The eight. <laughs> now, the eight is the one where you have that one with that weird eye, right? You yeah, have several yeah. with... Uh... So, you know, my talkers are hilarious because, what was it, two summers ago now at the at the state fair? Yes. They... Um, Carla, I know, did. I'm wondering if she's the one that made the demonic eyes. Uh, but anyway, there there were a few people, which was so sweet. They're like, I mean, they're harder to find, you know? They're mm-hmm. these little dolls. It's from a 1950s dollhouse. And... Um, and I only want the baby, you know, it's not, and none yeah. of the other stuff that goes with it. But no, no. anyway, there, she, <laughs> she got them and she actually found two, uh, this my talker and, and put little like red marks on the eyes. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, they I, look, they look scary when you do that. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise they're cute. They are not Lex. Mm. They're just, uh, <laughs> guys, Google them. She keeps to, yeah. it's, it's weird that she's not. ripped them from their adult <laughs> families. Yes. Did, did you hear her earlier? Yeah. Did you hear I what she goes? I just want the babies. I don't care about the, the family. That's oh right. my gosh! Oh yeah, that is, I, now that I think about that, that is kind of I, odd. Well, it's kind of odd, Lex. That's yeah. all right though. Hmm. That's you. It's just fun to pick up at you know flea markets or like little sales. Totally. Yeah, they're usually like four bucks or so, but now I've seen them resell for fifteen, twenty dollars. You so brought like, them wow. back, Lex. You brought them back. Hey. You yourself. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you for being here with us for a really special week with great conversations. I know it means a lot to all of us, and thank you for, yes. for listening. Uh, go out there and be yourself. No one can tell you're doing it wrong, right, Lex? That's right. Have a fantastic day, a fantastic weekend. We love you so much, and we'll talk on Monday.